Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost game two in a heartbreaking fashion. There's no other way to describe it. Losing my score of 102 to 99 to the Boston Celtics. They are now down 2-0 in the series. And before I go on to tell you what happened in this game, and a lot happened in this game, I have to tell you that, look, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since basketball came back, you can't get buckets out of your head. We're not just talking about basketball buckets. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. You watch them, you crave them. That's how it works. I get it. Has me all the time. One minute, I'm talking buckets on the podcast. The next minute, I'm daydreaming about the $10 Mighty Bucket for two. I mean, how could you get your mind off Four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and of course, a popcorn chicken. But don't worry, it's normal. It even happens to most NBA players during actual games. It just means you're hungry. So order your bucket online at kfc.ca and get it. Before, tip off. Man, I cannot recommend a KFC bucket right now. More than I can right now because that was a rough one. That was a rough one. Um, the Raptors, as you would expect the Raptors to do, they bounce back. In game two, showed a way better effort um, as a team. Uh, you know, they competed, they scrapped, they even got out to a 12 point lead in the second half. In the third quarter, they carried an eight point lead into the fourth quarter. The Raptors looked pretty damn good. I mean, um, you know, what can I say? Defensively, they were really solid. They're showing a lot of energy, a lot of intensity. Guys were playing their hearts out. Um, I mean, they were just leaving it all on the line. This is a classic Eastern Conference playoff game where there was a lot of hard fouls, uh, a lot of tough defense. You know, this is not the West where you can have, you know, uh, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell combined for like 100 points per game. It's not like that, okay? These two teams actually play defense. They're really, really good. They know each other inside and out. And the Raptors were ahead. They were making a little bit more plays than the Celtics. Some, of the, some defensive plays that were really... Um, you know, locking down on guys like Jalen or Jalen Brown, who was you know had a reasonable night, uh, and most importantly, they had a pretty good grasp on guys like Marcus Smart and uh, Kemba Walker. Now, of course, that changed as the as the fourth quarter happened, but I will say that you know they had a solid grasp on the game. Those two guys were not really shooting the ball well at all. The Raptors had the lead, and then in the fourth quarter, <laughs> in the fourth quarter, Marcus Smart. Comes out in that fourth quarter with the bench and the Celtics basically lifeless. They couldn't really get much in terms of scoring. You know, Raptors had had pretty much a firm handle on everybody else. You know, Jason Tatum was getting into the free throw line and, and getting, you know, but you know it was it was manageable. And the Celtics didn't have that much going for their their offense, especially off their bench. And all of a sudden, Marcus Smart goes off for five threes, including an and one. Uh, just an absolute heartbreaker there. And, you know, that turned the Raptors, well, I mean, that was, that turned the advantage right there. I mean, all the momentum that the Raptors had built through three really solid quarters of play went out the window uh, with those five Marcus Smart threes. That put the Celtics into the lead, and the Raptors had to sort of claw back from there. They were fighting from behind. They could not get back ahead. 
and that was it. And of course, you know, it's hard to it's hard to overlook the five threes. It really is, uh, especially when you know he's shooting them back to back to back, like you know Damian Lillard or Jamal Murray or whatever. When you know that Marcus Smart is a streaky three point shooter, but of course he had the supreme confidence there, Jimmy Butler level confidence on those five threes, and um, actually it was reminiscent of Jimmy against the Raptors. Um, but of course the Raptors had a chance still to come back to the game. You know the Raptors are defending champions; they do not. Uh, just go away. Uh, you knew they were going to scrap and fight, and they did. You know, I thought their execution for a while in the fourth quarter was decent. You know, um, calm. You know, uh, you know, whenever it was going through Kyle, I thought it was it was going pretty well. You know, Kyle had this unfortunate sequence where he was sort of passing the ball back and forth with OG in the corner for no reason, and that turned into a turnover, and the Celtics I think got a basket off the runout. But um, on the whole, Kyle was able to drive to the rim. Kyle was able to draw some free throws. Kyle was able to find Serge Ibaka rolling in for a little short hook. A lot of good things happened. And, of course, the Raptors were within one possession in the fourth quarter. Where down three, uh, 40-some seconds left. The Raptors give it to Pascal. And the Raptors, I don't know why they did this, but they went to their uh, pick and roll that usually involves a guard. So this time they used... Uh, Fred Van Vliet to come over and set the screen. And what that did was introduce Marcus Smart into the play. And, of course, Smart is already, A, very, very gassed up the fact that he literally saved this whole game with the threes. And, B, Marcus Smart is actually just straight up an incredible defender. And it is not an advantage for Pascal to be driving at this man. Uh, Pascal drives. Smart cleanly strips it out of his hand and then saves the ball, too, except on the replay it showed that he just had like a whisker of 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 a uh, of his uh, the sole of his shoe um on on the uh, on on the baseline so the raptors were able to maintain the ball on the ensuing possession the raptors get it to pascal in the corner i doubt it was for a jumper if that was that would have been i mean i guess i would have been okay for it but you know uh it didn't even matter because pascal hesitated on the jumper and then he stepped out of bounds as well again just a very very Subtle uh, out of bounds um, call, which I mean, if you're gonna call it on Smart, you gotta call it on Pascal. And then the Raptors, okay, so they had to defend. They defend the sequence pretty well. They're able to get a couple of switches going, and then of course, at the very end of the play, it was Jalen Brown trying to attack OG and Obi. OG stays with him. Jalen Brown takes a step back from 30 feet. It uh, almost went in actually. Hit back iron. Uh, the Raptors are able to secure the rebound. At this point, there was about five seconds left. And I believe Nick had a timeout. I, I, maybe I do have to verify this, but, you know, I think Nick had a timeout. But instead of calling that timeout, swallowed the whistle. Uh, and, you know, uh, Fred dribbles it up the floor after getting the hit-ahead pass from Pascal. Basically, all he had left was a heave against uh, Jason Tatum. And, um, yeah, it did not, uh, did not go in. I, actually, I thought Fred was going to do the, 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 the really sneaky thing, which was to pump fake and then draw Tatum, because you know everybody is jumping in that situation, you know everyone's jumping in that situation, draw Tatum into the air, and then jump into Tatum, because he did shoot the ball with a little bit more time, than it's not like he shot the ball right when it was zero, shot the ball like, you know, about like two seconds left he shot the ball, um, so he could have, if if, if, I'll I'll just say this, if it was Kyle Lowry doing that, Kyle Lowry would have 100% upfaked, like he was going to shoot the shot uh, and then jumped into Tatum and forced the officials to make a play and, and make the call. 
uh, Fred, you know, just generally speaking, is a guy who doesn't look for fouls like that and uh, missed a shot. And it was contested. The Raptors lose. And it was a heartbreaking game for, for multiple reasons. One, because the Raptors uh, needed this game. They, they played all out to go get this game, and they couldn't get it. All right? And that, that alone is very heartbreaking. Um, you know, of course, the Raptors are now down 0-2. Um, you know, they extended their starters' minutes heavily. Nick Nurse basically went to a six-man rotation in the... Uh, in the second half, even Norman Powell, the seventh man, um, well, got a very, very, very short, maybe like three, four minutes stint in the fourth quarter, and that was about it. Um, and of course, you know, you have a couple of opportunities at the end. You have Marcus Smart making those threes. It, it is a whole confluence of things where the Raptors really could have had a really good chance to even the series at 1-1. They played well enough to win the game. They, you know, I would even say they deserve to win the game, but uh, you have, you know, a, a few bad possessions down the stretch offensively. More than a few, I guess. The Raptors could not really get it going offensively in the fourth. They only scored 21 points. Um, and then also they kind of, you know, I, mean, I wouldn't even say they blew it defensively because I think they guarded smart well. Like, Marcus... He hit like one open three, and then afterwards the Raptors contested. They, I mean, OG even fouled this man on a jumper, and he still made the shot. So, you know, the guy was just hot. I don't even know what else to say. I mean, you know, there's you, you can maybe point to one or two breakdowns here and there, but on the whole, the Raptors played well enough defensively. They played with incredible intensity, and they just couldn't get it done. And so, you know, I think for me, the most important thing right now is for the Raptors. You know, we talked about it all season. Championship intensity, championship confidence, championship mentality. You have to have that championship mentality right now because I don't know what it takes right now. Maybe Masai Jerry has to give a speech or something like that. But really, the players just have to believe in themselves because they have to take this game for what it was, which is a big improvement over game one. They played well enough to win. They blew it, but that happens in the playoffs. Okay, that happens. Okay, you're, you're going to have games like that. And, of course, the Raptors are down in a 2 nothing hole. Um, you know, and... You know, the Celtics are a damn good team. I'd even say the Celtics are a better team right now. I would say the Celtics are a better team right now. But it's still doable. It's still doable. And it really is a matter of people keeping their faith and keeping their confidence. I know that's that's hard to hear right now because that sounds like, you're, you know, I don't know, man. That sounds like you're trying to reassure yourself. And maybe I am trying to reassure myself. But damn, you know, some things are going to go the Raptors' way eventually. Uh, you look at game one. They were flat-footed, nowhere near the energy and intensity that you saw in Game 2, whatever. You, you look at this game. The fact that you have Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet combining to shoot 3 of 19 from 3, and then all of a sudden Marcus Smart has five threes in a row in the fourth quarter, it's hard to swallow that. It's hard to swallow the fact that the Raptors are 11 of 40 from 3, and after shooting 10 of 40 from 3, okay? Um, but, you know... And it's hard to swallow the fact that Jason Tatum had 14 free throws by himself, and the Raptors shot, what, 19 free throws as a team. All right? that That's also tough. But you just have to really stay focused here, okay? A, this this game was winnable, and I think that's where you got to focus on. The game was winnable. The Raptors are doing good things defensively, especially in this game. Obviously, you know, some things came apart for them in the fourth, but it wasn't like there were breakdowns. I... Honestly, there were maybe like five or six breakdowns the whole game defensively for the Raptors. They did really well. Um, you know, you have... Uh, I mean, really, you have a good game plan, I think, so far. And really, you just need a couple of shots to drop. And this is something that I've said all season. And I've said this coming into the bubble games and stuff like that. 
The Raptors offensively are not that good. They just aren't. They don't have that go-to guy. They don't have a Jason Tatum. They don't even have a Kemba Walker, really. But what they do have is good team basketball. They move the ball around. They get open threes. And the Raptors right now cannot hit open threes. And so you're going to struggle in those games. That's just what the math says. The Raptors are never going to win games when they shoot 11 of 40. They almost did today because their defense was that good. Like I said, only like five or six. The whole, the whole game, they only had the five or six breakdowns. But um, they're going to have to hit threes. They're going to have to hit threes. Because that's that's what equalizes a, you know, a lesser offense from a better offense or even in this case a lesser team than the better team okay i'm already ready i'm already gonna go there all right the celtics are are, are better right now I'm, I, it's, it hurts me to say this it hurts me to say this but the Celtics are better right now what equalizes is the three-point shot and i mean it it's hard because you can't put any you can't feel any solace in the idea that like okay eventually things will normalize and i'm not trying to take credit away from the celtics they're playing damn good defense too they're showing them that they are also an incredible defensive team but what I'm saying is, if you watch if you watch this game, I mean, the three-point variance in this game, it was on full display. Right? And and that's not comforting to hear. That's not comforting to hear. But it's something that the Raptors need to believe. They need to keep going. They need to keep playing the way they did tonight. If they show this type of intensity in game three, more likely than not, they win game three. Then it's a 2-1 series. Then you have one win. Then you can build off that momentum, okay? Because the Raptors have shown today positive things. They really have. And what they need to do is keep their confidence. They need to keep your confidence. I know. And and what I'm specifically looking at are guys like Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siak. Now, Fred, reasonably confident Fred will keep his confidence, okay? Fred was breaking a lot of threes. And then in the fourth quarter, he hits a three. You know, he makes a couple of plays. I know he's going to keep shooting. I know Fred's going to do well. He's done a pretty decent job on Kemba defensively the two games. You know, Kemba had a jumper in the fourth. But, I mean, man, the guy shot 6 of 18 for 17 points. I'll take that any day from Fred, okay? And Fred, truthfully, outplayed Kemba, all right? 19.7 assists, 5 rebounds. You know, a block, a steal. I mean, Fred was playing all out, okay? And I'm confident in Fred. The guy that I'm really, really... Well, I'm actually, you know what? Really, I don't even take Fred out of that because really, he's he's a vet. The two guys I'm worried about right now are Pascal and Norm. Norm, skating by right now because uh, everyone's focused on Pascal. And of course, Pascal is the number one guy. Norm is the sixth man. There's, there's a whole hierarchy of these things, okay? But both those guys right now I'm worried about. With Pascal, we have talked about Pascal's struggles over and over and over again since coming back to the bubble, right? You can go back and gripe about things like, oh, you know what? He didn't touch a basketball for three months, and you know we're we're seeing some rust. Okay, um, to that I will say, other players have done that too. Okay, you seen Jason Tatum? You know he looked pretty damn good out there with what uh thirty four points tonight. Yeah, he, the same thing happened to him. Okay, some other guys the same way. You know, it is what it is. Okay, it's a global pandemic. I don't know. You can cut Pascal some slack. I know people are frustrated, but I don't think that's fair. It's just not fair. But the thing is, Pascal's been struggling inside the bubble, right? It's He shot, what, 39% from the field in the eight seeding games. Or he played seven of the eight, so in seven seeding games. And then uh, against the Nets, he was he had some good moments. But on the whole, you know, uh, we, we were worried about the shot making. You know, he, obviously, the Nets are whatever. So, this, you know, Pascal was able to play well enough to, to get through that. But against the Celtics, game one, not that great. Game two, thought he did a couple of things better. Uh, and I think some of those things can't be lost here. I thought Pascal played a better game defensively in this game than the last one. At first off, he played 43 minutes, which is exhausting. 
But, you know, he did a decent job defensively. You know, he came over, rotated, you know, uh, blocked, uh, I believe, Jalen Brown on the rim. That was a really nice play. You know, Pascal got a couple of steals that, you know, led to some fast breaks. He did a good job of distributing. The Celtics, you know, sent extra defenders at him inside the paint. He was able to, you know, kick it out. You know, he found Fred 4-3, you know, in the fourth quarter there. He also found Serge 4-3. You know, I thought, you know, there were decent things that Pascal was doing. And I thought this game on the whole wasn't that bad. Now, when you look at the fourth quarter, yeah, that was bad. Okay, in terms of just the execution down the stretch. A, it's on Nick Nurse. First off, it's on Nick Nurse that you should not be trying to attack Marcus Smart. That's just, that that's 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 stupid okay that's just straight up stupid from the coach of the year um but pascal was not able to beat smart you know nearly turn it over there and then of course he stepped out of bounds he turned it over there you are going to focus on those things because that's what people expect because the people are looking at it there's no Kawhi. you need pascal to be the number one guy i remember talking to nick nurse in the off season in like i don't know man last august wow jesus last september i don't wow geez this is a whole, a whole calendar year i remember sitting down with with with, with nick Ask him, you know what, who's going to be, you know, what, what's your expectation for Pascal this year? And he was, just, he said, he expects Pascal to be the man. He expects Pascal to be the number one guy. He said this last summer. And, you know, that's been the expectation. Of course, when you are the number one guy, you're expected to deliver clutch plays like Kawhi did, right? Kawhi with the pull-up three in game four over at Joel Embiid to, to, to tie the series 2-2. Kawhi with the buzzer beater in, in game seven with the with the bounces. You know, Kawhi leading the comeback charge game five. Kawhi doing all, going all out in game three, you know, on one leg, you know, dunking the ball and, and ripping out Marcus or Malcolm, whatever his name is, um, Brogdon dunking the ball of course you know that's the expectation but let's be real okay pascal is not a Kawhi. pascal is not a Kawhi. and the way pascal is playing right now he is not someone that you can even expect some of these things from right what you need from pascal right now though is just for him to not lose his confidence entirely because the raptors even though you would ideally like to have pascal playing the way not even like Kawhi, but just the way pascal was playing at the start of the season you just forget all that, okay? You just need Pascal to play his role. Today, Pascal actually played his role. And I, and I know that's hard to hear because, yes, he didn't come up with, like, the game-winning play or whatever like that. But there were decent things that he did, okay? Because if you look at it, the Celtics were about to steal this whole game before it even came down to crunch time. They're about to steal this whole game. And who stopped that run by the Celtics? It was Pascal Siakam, you know, driving in, forcing a foul, getting to the free throw line, hitting two free throws. Then right after that, stripping Marcus Smart, you know, on, on a pick and roll, uh, getting the pass out, um, you know, Lee going ahead, getting into the post against Kemba Walker, then kicking it back out to Fred for three. There are sequences that you can still get from Pascal. And that's the thing. You cannot lose the baseline here. You can, that's the thing. I, I don't want to see, um, you know, some a pattern that used to happen with DeMar, where if he didn't score, it was like nothing, nothing. He wasn't going to do nothing, right? And uh, for Pascal, I need to see at a minimum, that he keeps his confidence, that he keeps taking the shots that are there, and that, you know, even though he can't be Kawhi, if he can just be last year's Pascal Siakam, right? And and last year's Pascal, by the way, was pretty damn good. I mean, in the finals, 20-10 and 10 against the defensive player of the year in Draymond Green, um, you know what I mean? In, in the 20-10 and 10 in the finals, like, Pascal can do some stuff. And, and, of course, it's different this time because you're getting tougher defenders on him and everything like that. But I thought a lot of the process of what Pascal did tonight was okay. You know, he the six assists was pretty good. Um, you know, I would like to see him run the offense a little bit more, but realistically, I get it. The Celtics are a pretty tough defense. There's not a real chance for Pascal to do that, so it's okay. 
Um, he's making plays defensively. He's just got to keep that faith, okay? I know it's going to be so much pressure. There's going to be a lot of hot takes. People are going to jump off the bandwagon for Pascal. I get it. He hasn't looked like his best. It's completely true. But at the same time, you need him to show his, his mental toughness right now and just basically just stay engaged, okay? Because the game we played today wasn't that bad. It was not a superstar game. Don't think you can expect a superstar performance right now. What you can expect is for Pascal to keep defending, for him to keep putting pressure on the defense, for him to kick it out, find open shooters, and just play like Pascal. Um, yeah, I know it's hard to hear, but it is what it is. I don't want to get on him right now. I don't think any Raptors fan should be getting on him right now because they need your support more than ever right now. They need your support, okay? Um, you know, and then the, the other issues are just like, you know, Raptors got to hit some threes. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, they got to hit some threes. And then the other guy I'm worried about is Norman Powell, who has been invisible in the two games. Yeah, in game one, he had, like, I forget, like, 11 points or whatever. No one noticed him one bit. And then today, you're looking at him basically to be your sixth man as a scorer. Okay, so Serge comes off the bench. He gives you 17-9 and nine with two assists, two blocks, 27 minutes. Played well. Defensively, he could be a little bit better. But on the whole, what he's giving you offensively, you know, is good. He showed confidence. He actually hit some threes. Norm has been invisible. Has been invisible. And this is something that has happened before with Norm, right? I mean, I mean, if you look at last year's playoff run, literally Pat McCaw got ahead of Norm in the rotation at certain times. Yes, he had moments, you know, oh man, Norm against the the, the Bucks in game three and game four. Of course, I you know, I recognize that. But at the same time, I'm telling you, in the finals, even McCaw got in ahead of Norm. Okay, in, in the Sixers series, McCaw got in ahead of Norm. Norm has his pattern where he disappears in the playoffs, and sometimes he has great moments. Before, it doesn't matter because you have other pieces around you that can make up for that. Now you really do need Norm scoring, and he has been a huge disappointment in those two games. And again, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because the Celtics are um, really diligent. You know, he's got a lot of Marcus Smart on him. I don't expect him to dominate Marcus Smart. But at the same time, he, the Norm is too important to the Raptors' offense to do what he did today. Four points in 13 minutes, one of five shooting, was not noticeable. You know, when Marcus Martin was going off and doing his six-man stuff, you know what Norm was doing? Norm was, I don't know, he got inside for a layup. That's about it. But, I mean, like, you know, it wasn't even close when you match up the six-man kind of thing. And, of course, I know Smart is starting, but Smart is still essentially starting while also playing that six-man role that he usually plays all season. And it's just disappointing. That spark off the bench, you need that from Norm. I mean, he looks so damn good against the Nets. I get that, that it's the Nets, but you, he could beat a lot better than four points. And when the Raptors are struggling offensively, the guy who can get to the rim, the guy who can explode for a couple of threes, where is that with Norm right now? It, it's nowhere to be found. I don't know if they're run, not running plays for him or whatever, but it's just it's not there. And, of course, defensively, you know, the rest of the guys in, the, in that top seven rotation can get to a – higher level than norm norm's probably you know he can he can do it but you know it, it's it's less likely and you know he's not really providing much defensively so again i i need norm and pascal to maintain their confidence because those are two of your main scores right there and of course maybe that's the issue maybe that's the issue is that you're relying on two guys that are less uh, consistent to be your main scorers while the celtics have some pretty efficient and pretty consistent main scores but at the same time they got to be better, period. And I don't know what they need to do. They need to look at the film. They need to, you know, take a day off or whatever. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't take a day off. I would probably try to go back and try to shoot some extra threes, get some extra shots up. Please, anybody who can hit a three, just keep going, you know, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it, it's it's a struggle. And the thing is, you can't even take Norm out because I don't know what you can do. The, the, the rotation was already quite short today, right? You have... Uh, Pascal Sang played 43 minutes. Kyle Lowry played 40 minutes. Fred Van Vliet played 43 minutes. You know, uh, Gasol and Serge. I mean, Gasol fouled out, you know, with six fouls. 
OG, he, you know, he had some foul trouble. He had five fouls at the end of the game. He played 38 minutes. You know, you're already essentially cutting that down to the bone. You're essentially already running a six-man rotation. Six and a half. Norm is the half there. And then, you know, Nick tried a bit of Chris Boucher in the first half in a two-center lineup. You know, um, Boucher was unable to put his energy into the game, which is disappointing. But they also ran nothing for him. They basically were just like, look, Boucher, you're going to be out there against the Celtics bench. If you can, help at the rim if you can. But for the most part, just try to crash for an offensive rebound. The Celtics did a pretty damn good job boxing him out. He couldn't get anything near there. So it's disappointing. I didn't hate the process, and I think defensively it was okay. So maybe I'll run that back. And then Terrence Davis showed some great energy, You know, had some open looks, didn't get those to go down. And then Terrence Davis, he just has this bad habit as a rookie where he likes to play with his hands. And he reached in. He had three fouls in the second, in the second quarter. A lot of those guarding, you know, uh, Jason Tatum and whatever. One of them was a phantom foul. He stands up like this. You know, Tatum dro- drives into him. The, f- the foul goes to the uh, the superstar instead of the rookie. Okay, whatever. That happens, right? But at the same time, you can't really live with that as a coach. And so you can't really necessarily trust him if he can't defend. Because if anything else, the Raptors can defend. So they need to first defend and then try to get some scoring. And if you can't defend, you cannot be on the floor. So... I don't I don't really know. I mean, your offense is already struggling, so you can't play Rondé. I mean, the rest of the bench guys, you know, it is what it is. Uh, as much as, you know, I would love to have a McCaw right now. I'm not even going to lie to you. I would love to have McCaw take some of Nor- uh, Terrence's minutes. Probably not some of Norm's minutes, but even something. Just something, you know what I mean? Like, just even an extra wing defender or anything like that. Or a guy who can, I don't even know what am I saying. But, um yeah, that's tough. I mean, in terms of the other stuff, I mean, the Raptors ran some zone. Um, you know, they ran some zone in game one that worked decently. They ran some zone with the two center lineup, which is normal. You don't want to you want to keep your centers near the basket and um, you know whatever. If you're gonna have some penetration, that's okay. Uh, they played zone with their starters today, which is uh, a little rare to see, but uh, it worked pretty well. Um, you know, mostly the Celtics missed a couple of shots here and there. The Raptors were able to get out in transition. That was uh, a big contribution to their uh, third quarter, which was their best quarter of the game, where they won 30 to 20. Um, and they were able to sort of get that 12 point advantage. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they got more out of their centers today. I thought Mark did decently. Mark at least rolled a little bit harder, put a little more pressure on the defense. And of course he was more active defensively. He came up with a couple of blocks in that third quarter, um, set some good screens. I don't know, man, you're not going to expect Mark to score. He's just not going to score six points is, I mean, it feels like a freaking miracle when he, he banks in a mid range jumper in the third quarter, but, um, he's not going to score defensively. I thought his energy was solid. The defense is pretty good with Mark out there. So, you know, that's something, but you know, whatever. Uh, Serge is not as good defensively, but he gives you something offensively. I, I don't know, man. I mean, there, there's certain things you look at, like maybe, you know, Serge could have been more attentive against Robert Williams, the third who had 11 points felt like all those, uh, what happened in the second quarter there where he just kept crashing the glass and looked like the second coming of Bill Russell. Um, but yeah, you know, the center spot is what it is. It's, you know, Tice, Tice was less effective today, I, I thought. Um, you know, he had three blocks, but, you know, Raptors got by Tice a little bit better. thought they did a pretty good job. It was actually kind of interesting to see the Raptors do what Tice does to other players, which is to roll and then seal and then create a lane. The issue is when you create a lane for uh, Jason Tatum, he's six foot eight and he can get in for a layup. And if you create a lane for Fev Amleet, even if you lane it off, if you even wall it off, um, you, you still might not necessarily score because, you know, he's six feet tall. Um, so 
yeah, it's you know it is what it is. But I thought the centers played a little bit better. Uh, OG played a hell of a game. I'm sorry that it, it sucks that his his great game has completely overlooked by the fact that you know it's it's pretty sad circumstances. It reminds me of uh, game three against the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2018, where OG had his previous career high of 18 points in the playoffs. Uh, that included a game tying three pointer uh, right before, of course, LeBron hit the game winner over him. That's all people remember, but OG had a great game there. He tops that today with 20 points. You know, uh, I loved his confidence. You know, um, his first shot was an open coin three. And then afterwards, uh, Jalen Brown did a half closeout to him. Uh, OG hit him with the jab step. You know, Jalen didn't bite, and he was like, all right, I'll pull the three. And he hit the three on Jalen. Then Jason Tatum closed out on him. OG did a smooth sidestep uh, away from the contest to get to an open three and then hit that as well. Uh, you know, against the Celtics, you know, best shot blocker in uh, Robert Williams. Uh, OG sized them up, sort of set them up going uh, right and then spun back uh, and and got to his left hand for the reverse layup. That was beautiful. Uh, it's nice to see OG get the spin move once in a while. And of course, OG's done his he's, he's done his role pretty well. I mean, look, the Celtics aren't guarding him that hard. Um, he's left open. His guy, man helps off him a lot. But it's not at least not like a Marcus Hall situation where OG's not going to punish them. I mean, you look at game one, he had 12 points. You look at game two, he had 20 Today was more threes, but game one was more dunks. OG's doing his part, and of course, defensively, he's done really well. I mean, like, when he's on Tatum, the screens aren't as good. Like, the fact that, you know, OG just can't get around a screen as well as um, a guy like Kyle can. Uh, and those are the two primary defenders on, on on Tatum. But I thought, you know, OG at least ran Tatum off the three-point line. The Raptors have done a good job of doing that in the first two games. Uh, and Tatum's just making plays inside. I mean, there's only so much you can do against the guy. You know, like he's he's making superstar plays out there. And yeah, and the 14 free throw attempts. As much as I like to complain about the free throws, he just he just beat the Raptors' offense, uh, defense many times. And you just gotta give your uh, your, your, your due credit there. There's, you know, he's been really damn good. Uh, but yeah, OG had a nice game. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought Fred played a little bit better. You know, defensively the intensity was there. He had some shots earlier. Got into the paint a little bit better. Uh, cooled off as the game went off. You know, we played a really long game. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. And then Kyle. I mean, I don't. It feels like Kyle hasn't hit a single three in the two games. I might have to look that up, man. I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit sad, and I don't want to necessarily uh, look at. No, he shot one of five from three in uh, game one. So okay, he is now one four twelve in the uh, in the series. Wow, that's been bad. I mean, you know, I think the Kyle and Fred thing. I mean. The three-point shooting for them, part of it is that the, they, they got good looks. Like Kyle said after the game, he's like, you know, I got a lot of good looks. I just missed them. And I believe him. Um, but also part of it, I do think the Celtics are doing a good job of just putting length on them. A lot of their catch-and-shoot threes are just not there as it normally would be or not with as much space. Because what the Celtics like to do is keep one of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum on the perimeter at all times. And they, even though they can help off and, and sort of rotate, and, and they, you know, of course, they can switch a lot because those guys can pretty much guard everybody in the South, on the Raptors. Um, those two guys are able to sort of switch, so they're able to remain at the top of the floor. And so, even when the Raptors do swing the ball around, it's a short closeout. Like there's one play in the fourth quarter there where the Raptors work the pick and roll well, rotate the ball to Fred. He should be open, except Jason Tatum, even though he helped on the initial pick and roll, was still long enough to get back out to Fred and, and deny the three point shot there. And so, it reminds me a little bit. Of what the Raptors can do with with uh, with Pascal and OG, and uh, it's smart for the Celtics to do that. I mean, a it takes a lot of penetration away, but b it also sort of deters the three point shots. So, 
it is what it is, man. The Celtics are pretty damn good defensively. The Raptors need to find a better way to score. They need a couple threes to drop. And threes will drop eventually for the Raptors. It's just, you know, it's tough right now. It, that's that's all I can say. It's tough right now. So, um, in terms of your three stars from this game, I'm going to give, man, I don't even know. I mean, I guess OG, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 7 of 12. You know what? That doesn't even feel fair, man. I feel like I should give that to Kyle. 16 points, seven, uh, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, a block, 5 of 16. Yeah, he didn't hit any threes, but got to the free throw line 6 of 8 from there. Uh... You know, probably the only good offense the Raptors had in the fourth quarter was through um, Kyle. And so, giving Kyle the first star, even though he didn't hit a three, I thought Kyle was, you know, just, his energy was incredible in, in this game. Defensively, he's put in such a shift. Tatum's just hard to guard. I don't know what else to say, but I don't blame Kyle for it. He gets my first star. Uh, OG had the second star, 20 points, 7 rebounds, a career high for him. 7 of 12, 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 3 from the three uh, free throw line. A steal, you know, 5 uh, personal fouls, um, you know, forced Jalen Brown into a tough shot at the end there and if the Raptors actually forced overtime then maybe OG's a hero but nevertheless I'd like to improve the confidence I don't know if you'll have another 20 point game but I didn't think you would have a 20 point game coming into this series so um, shout out Brad from Too Much Hoops for calling that on the preview podcast he was correct and then um, the third star for me I'll give it to Fred and you know I, I could see Pascal getting a little bit of love and, but, I mean, with the fourth quarter, the way it went down is hard. Um, I guess it's the same could be said for Fred, but I thought Fred set the tone early. Fred really guarded um, Kemba pretty well throughout the game. For just tireless work there. And, you know, 8 of 22 from the field for Fred for 19 points. Not efficient, but some of those threes will drop eventually. And, uh, I don't know, five rebounds, seven assists, a steal block. I mean, you can give it to Pascal, too. I mean, Pascal had a nice game, too. You know, 17, 8, 6, 3, 1. Not bad, but um, I'll give it to Fred slightly. In terms of the Gerald Henderson award, of course, that goes to Marcus Smart for the second game in a row. Of course, Marcus Smart was going to be the Gerald Henderson in this whole series. That's This is what Marcus Smart does. I mean, I uh, someone who watches a lot of Kyle Lowry, you got to begrudgingly respect Marcus Smart. He's not as good as Kyle, especially not offensively and not necessarily in terms of the skill, but you know, defensively what he does there. Yeah, the shameless flopping. Like, he had a really shameless flop today where he ran into Pascal on a fast break and then flopped, jerked his body backwards. Got the ref to actually initially call the uh, the foul on Pascal, which was complete bullshit. And then Nick Nurse had to challenge it and waste his challenge there. Uh, it was a successful challenge. It actually got the Raptors in and one. But at the same time, you know, uh, Smart is clearly an elite defender. And, of course, the fact that he's hit, what, six threes today, including five in a row, and, of course, five threes in game one. It's been killer. It's been absolutely killer. I I I think he's gonna cool off, but damn, I mean he's 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 having a moment. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Raptors are down two zero. I mean, look right now. What I'm most worried about again is just their mentality, their focus. Can they? Do they have that ability to to just say, look, it was a bad game, but it was an improvement over game one. We did a lot of things right. Let's try to go out there and get the same effort again. The Raptors have shown all season they have mental toughness. Despite all the circumstances, they played really hard. Of course, that was regular season. That was against a lot of teams that were not as good as the Celtics. But damn, I need to see them show the same effort. If they lose and they show the same effort, I can swallow it. It would be tough. It would be very, very tough, but I can swallow it. But I want to see that same effort. I don't want to see any quit in this team. And I don't believe there is any quit in this team. But I will also say that it is a very tough circumstance, right? Because at least when you are in a regular playoff environment, you can sort of, um, you know, just live your life you can sort of 
you know, do other stuff to distract you, do whatever you need to do, see your family, everything like that. Of course, the players are have you know, the, the, for the ones that have chosen to bring some family in, they're able to see their families now uh, after being away for what two months. Um, so that's nice, and of course, you know, it really came in the nick of time. Hopefully, it gives them you know something to take their minds off of. Um, but you know, again, when you're in this bubble environment, all you can think about is the basketball, and so. I hope it doesn't get to their heads too much because I think there is a lot of things they can they did well in this game. I thought they guarded pretty well. They've done a pretty good job on uh, on um, on Jalen Brown in two games. They've done a decent job on Kemba Walker in these two games, um, especially today. And whatever, man, stuff happens in the playoffs. You know, I mean, like it, I don't know, man. Jimmy Butler might have forty points. You know, it's just that's the playoffs. But the Raptors are an experienced group. They're obviously the they're a tested group. Um, and I just need to see that focus. Again, I don't expect anyone to sort of come out and be Kawhi or anything like that and just take over. I don't expect that. But if they keep playing like a team, like they did today, they have a good chance to go forward, right? Because today they got sucker punched, but who knows about next game. So hopefully everything goes well. Um, and yeah, if it doesn't, uh, call us on try. <laughs> oh, man. If it doesn't, call yeah, call in um, to the Raptors or everything live call in show and uh, let us know. But. It's a tough loss. It is what it is. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, though the Tatum defense, yeah, they could they could probably guard Tatum a little bit better. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just Tatum got really good. That's the real issue. Tatum got really good with his handle, and he's really composed now. He's real patient. And so even though Raptors are running him off the line, they're, they're showing him different defensive looks. They're doing pretty well. I mean, the only thing you can really do is try to trap and double them, but I don't know, man. Are you really going to try to get some more open jumpers to the Celtics? That's the tough part. That's the really tough part. And so the one-on-one defense was good. I mean, the 14 free throws obviously helped for Tatum. Some of them may be a little generous, you know, but at the same time, the guy's just really damn good. Uh, I don't know what else to say. So. Yeah, hopefully the Raptors can keep their faith and go into Game 3. Hopefully we see another similar showing to this. And I really do believe that they can still get back into the series. You know, they've been down 0-2. They were down 0-2 last year. Obviously, Kawhi was a different situation. But, I don't know, man. The Raptors still, I mean, on paper, they still have enough pieces, you know. So, I hope they turn it around. And if they don't, well, I'll be back to doing our React pod. So, uh, thanks to KFC uh, to sponsoring the show. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, it helps us surface the podcast. It helps us uh, grow the audience. And, of course, it helps uh, me feel better. And, honestly, after a loss like this, I could use some encouragement. So, um, yeah, rate, review the podcast, especially on the iTunes app store, uh, podcast store. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back after game three. Please, please win, Raptors. Please, seriously. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 